Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello and welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live, ladies and gentlemen. It is the May 2017 edition of our monthly open reading. I'm so happy to have you with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for considering calling in and reading poetry. That's what it's all about. Of course, it's an open reading and we want to hear your poems. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show, the host, the master of ceremonies. The guy with the microphone in front of him talking to you. That is me. And I invite you to call in and read a poem. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. It's area code 646-716-7362. It'd be great to hear your poem. I'll be on the air for the next hour until uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, unless, of course, you're listening to this show in the future, in the archive edition, in which case it could be any time at all. I don't know what time it is there, if it's the future. I just know it's the future. And I bet it's a fantastic, amazing world that you've created for yourselves. Maybe I participated. I don't know. Anyway, hello. Thanks for being here. Um, So again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. I want to tell you about some things going on in Poetry Superhighway land. First of all, we are approaching rapidly our summer poetry contest. Uh, That's going to start in uh, at the end of June, maybe the very beginning of of July, probably about a week or two earlier than it it has in the past, Uh, mainly because just my uh, summer travel plans are going to be Well, at a different time of year than they normally are, so I'll be starting the uh, the contest a little bit earlier. Um, and uh, so the contest isn't open right now, uh, but what is open right now is our call for submissions of poetry contest sponsors. So I don't know if you're familiar with our contest, but the way it works is uh, people enter the contest. There's a $1 per poem entry fee. Um, 100% of that money gets divided up between the top three scoring poets. The poets are scored by three judges, scored blindly, meaning the names are removed from the uh, from the uh, the poems that are submitted to the judges. The judges are typically um, uh, individuals who previously uh, scored high or won a previous year's contest. Um, and there you go. And we have lots of people who enter. So in addition to the entry fee, the 100% of the entry fee being divided up between the top three scoring poets. Um, What we've been able to do every single year of the contest, and uh, this upcoming contest is our 20th year doing it, and we hope to be able to do it again. We've been able to give every single person who's entered the contest a prize just for entering, which is pretty cool. So even if uh, you don't win the contest, and by winning meaning you come in one of the top three scoring positions you 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 score you know everyone else i consider tied for fourth place there you go uh even if you don't win the contest every single person has received something just for entering um very often it's a book of poetry it could be an anthology it could be um we've had uh photography prints we've had subscriptions to journals we've had um uh sessions of 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 uh, not tutoring, but uh, advice from 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 poets who give workshops and that kind of thing, um, ebooks sometimes. 
Um, and uh, every single person has got something just for entering. So where do those prizes come from? Well, that's a fine question. They come from you. They come from our sponsors. And so far this year, we have 27 people signed up as sponsors, and there's some, there's about 60 prizes donated so far. Um, and all of those prizes will be distributed among our uh, contest entrants, and uh, and that's it. So if you think you might be interested in sponsoring, uh, please go to the Poetry Superhighway website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, and uh, right at the top there, there's a little uh, 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 a banner that says Sponsor the 2017 Poetry Superhighway Contest. Click on that, and all the all the info is there. What is all the info? Basically, you have to uh, fill out a form, which includes what prizes that you will uh, uh, are, are agreeing to donate. It could it could be as little as one book, um, but if you can give more, that's great too. Um, you have to be specific about it. Like for example, don't just say the book this. Make sure you got the author in there. Make sure you specify how many copies of whatever it is that you're giving out, just so we have all the information. Um, you have to agree to a few things, and this is really important. Listen up, people. Uh, one is um, at the end of the contest, I'm going to send you the names and addresses uh, or the name and address, depending on how many prizes that you donated, of, of a certain number of contest entrants. And you have to agree that you're going to mail your prizes directly to those persons um, if, in fact, it's a physical prize to do that. Um, and that's really important. And, and so part of knowing that is that uh, you might live in one country and you might be randomly assigned to send a prize to someone in another country, which means it will cost more in in postage. So I let you know that up front because they're they're divided randomly, distributed randomly, and I, I, um, it's not fair to everyone to uh, – uh, it, it's not possible really to, to match up contest entrants uh, or contest sponsors – with entrance only from their country because different amounts of people from different countries enter. So, so you just have to agree that you, you might have to send your prize or prizes to people in a different country. Um, um, you have to agree to send it out within two weeks of being notified, which will be roughly the end of September. Um, the contest calendar hasn't been established yet. And uh, most importantly, you have to agree to notify me that you've actually sent your prize out, which will um, – give you a big thumbs up and thanks from me um, as well as uh, as prevent you from receiving any annoying follow-up emails that say things such as have you sent your prizes out no one wants that so there you go so so sign up um, and what do you get out of it well you get listed as a sponsor of the contest you help to ensure that every single poetry contest entrant receives a prize just for entering making uh, helping to, to make sure that our contest is one of the, the most unique ones that exists. And also, um, and this is kind of a, a, a nice bonus for you, you get a free classified ad in our, uh, in our uh, classified ad section, which if you're on our email list, you know, we send out a, a newsletter every Saturday. And um, at the bottom of that is a list of poetry-only related classified ads and um, a lot of people read them, and a lot of people uh, you know, get, get, get attention for whatever it is that you're doing there. So you'll have a free classified ad for anything related to poetry, promoting your own book, a contest, a reading, whatever it is, um, for the duration of the contest. So that's every week for about three months your ad will be in that newsletter as well as uh, in the classified ad section on the website. And, of course, listed as a sponsor um, uh, in, in uh, our initial correspondence and on the website as well. So that's it. That's what it means to be a, a Poetry Super Highway contest sponsor. The contest is going to start um, right around the beginning of July. Again, I haven't established the uh, calendar yet because it's a, a, a shifted a couple weeks from last year. So um, by the next time we have a Poetry Super Highway live show, I will know all the details. But now, today, ladies and gentlemen, is the time to sign up as a Poetry Superhighway contest sponsor. So go to our website and do that. Feel free, if you have any questions about that, um, feel free to call in and ask those as well. Um, the number to call in if you would like to call in and ask me questions about uh, the contest or Poetry Superhighway or anything of that nature um, is area code 646-716-7362. And of course, the most important thing I'd love for you to do is to call in and read a poem. We have no content or style restrictions. This is an open reading. It's all about you sharing poetry with our audience, not just the folks who are listening uh, right now, but um, these shows are archived for uh, forever 
which means that even if someone isn't listening right now, uh, they have the opportunity to uh, uh, hear your you read your poem in the future. So, all right. By the way, uh, you, you might have noticed that um, in the uh, at the top of the Poetry Superhighway Live uh, or Poetry Superhighway newsletter yesterday, I put out a call for submissions for MP3s, and I did get some responses, and I will be for sure today playing uh, a spoken word track. Uh, that was submitted uh, just yesterday. So uh, keep that in mind if you're interested in... Uh, we, we try to play a spoken word track um, at the half-hour point of every show. And um, and those... we you know, Of course, you can just call in and read a poem. So we're not looking for an MP3 um, that's just a straight reading. It has to be something that's mixed with music or sound effects or something that, that augments it beyond just a straight reading. Um, even if it's a live track in front of an audience, which is in fact what I'll be playing today, uh, it's it's the live audience which creates this extra element, which um, uh, makes me feel okay about including it in the spoken word track segment of our show. So look forward to that in about 20 minutes or so. Um, all righty, going to get to our first caller, ladies and gentlemen. Again, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our first caller is a is a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, this sounds like Alex from Canada. Uh, you're very right. <laughs> well, I should I should mail me some points, would you? I, uh, I I could use them for correctness. You're getting very good on the accent thing, so that's good. Thanks. If it sounds How's like it? I have an accent, but I think it does, so... A little bit, yeah. A little. Well, it's it's not so much. Uh, it's it's not the accent. It's it's although that helps, I suppose. It's it's just a familiarity with your voice, really, uh, which could be any accent. Um, everyone has a unique way of speaking and a unique way they sound, regardless of whether they are perceived to have an accent by the people listening. Absolutely, Rick. I have a really neat one to read to you today because. Um, Within the last three years, both of my parents passed away. So my wife Sorry, and I went that? to the cemetery. Thank you. My wife and I went to the cemetery the other day, and we um, we planted flowers there, and we brought a candle and we lit it. But as soon as we lit it, right on cue, two little brown squirrels came out from the forest in behind the cemetery. They came right around the grave, and then they went right up the tree beside us. And my wife goes right away, there's mom and dad, Alex. And it was really funny because they played in the branches for like five minutes. And then one came down, scampered down, almost like winking at us and ran off. And then one stayed up there and and uh, stayed on the branch and looking down at me and, and was just like a little squirrel would do. And it was just going, like this. And I go... Well, I love you and miss you too, Dad, but you don't have to give me heck. Everything's going good. Life is going good. So it was really beautiful. You know what I mean? You could feel the goosebumps on your arms. You knew because spirits are allowed to do that with animals, right? At times they're able to take over and, and to show their, their expressions through animals. So it's really beautiful when that happens. So Yeah. And that's what that's, I wrote about amazing. today. What happened the other day, that's what I wrote about. So. Cool. Well, let's hear it. Here it goes. It's called Forever Near. We went to light a candle to burn its essence in the memory of two special people. As we did so, two chirping squirrels did our gathering attend, whose spirits were no other than the two we came to honor, who we recognized right off the hop, humbled by their presence. They scampered up the tree, which was next to the grave, chittering about, playing amongst the branches. They came with a reason to thank us for all we'd done. It was us who were full of gratitude for this touching moment in time. We were just watching, so intently listening, as one came down and raced across, winking as she went. Father stayed up for a while longer, looking down upon us, chattering endlessly as he had much to say, that here was a sign no barriers do stand, between the sides of existence. Love makes all possible. To share as we did, to remember a past still fresh in our hearts, as not a day goes by that we don't stop what we're doing to reminisce with those 
who remain forever near. That's great. I, I thought you'd really, um, it, it, it really touched me to write that the other day. So, I mean, it's a true story, and it's the magic of life if people are open-minded and they can mm-hmm. uh, believe in beautiful things like that. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, it's and uh, and uh, and maybe it was your parents uh, uh, hiking up that tree. Um, but there's certainly, even even if it wasn't, there's there's something special about um, about our relationship with animals uh, that um, that obviously is not lost on you. And uh, and so it's it's really cool to hear that piece. Absolutely, and thank you for letting me have the time to read it to you today, and everybody else out there. No problem. Anything, uh, any any poetry events or news you want to share with us happening up in, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, just uh, the readings that are going on at the library over the river in Sioux, Michigan and stuff like that. Once a month usually we go just to, uh, for, you know, the self-expression and stuff like that and share with people and that. So beyond that, there's, there's not a heck of a lot going on. The Arts Council, the Arts Society here is... Is not is not into uh, doing a lot right now. So you could always start something. Well, I hear you. I I hear you, my friend. I hear you. When when time allows, and uh, when when I'm not so busy with a nine year old and stuff like that, maybe I can uh, put some motion forward for that. So. Well, no, no but it pressure. Would be coo- it would be cool to get you up here sometime and uh, do a reading up here and stuff like that. It would open up a few doors and maybe more interest here in that for for that. I know the university and that d- does their thing, but they, they they don't open. And and what's a real challenge, Rick? They don't open it up to the general public. So, like the library does, you know what I mean? Like the libra- library. Um, advocates as far as advertising with opening up to the general public so anybody can come and read, whereas the university, they just keep it, you know, to themselves kind of whatever when they have their nights or whatever and do their stuff. So it's kind of hard to get a foot in the door when the door is not open. So I hear you. Well, and thanks for the uh, the, the idea of the invitation. I, I, will, uh, I will read anywhere, uh, Canada, Michigan, uh, you set it up, uh, Alex, and I'll show up, and uh, we'll have a grand old time. Oh, now that I know that you'll come, Rick, <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, good to hear your voice as always, and uh, and I'll talk to you again. Okay. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Alex from Salt St. Marie, uh, Canada, uh, right above Michigan. They're a regular uh, caller here on Poetry Super Highway Live. Cool poem about... Uh, about those squirrels. It was uh, not too long ago that uh, that um, we uh, that we actually had a squirrel in our house here in Van Nuys, California. We we had just come home from a trip, and um, I noticed the uh, the grating, the metal grating on the fireplace in the den. Why we have a fireplace in the middle of Van Nuys, I have no idea, but. You know, it does get as as low as 58 degrees here. Yeah, it's it's kind of cold for us. Um, and I thought, oh, well, I guess the cats just knocked it off while we while we were away. And uh, we go to sleep. We don't think much of it. I'm sitting here in my office, and uh, my kid, who's uh, in the next room through through windows, which which are right next to me, says, "Dad, a squirrel." And uh, <clears throat> my kid's uh, almost nine, by the way. Alex, we're still listening. So we same age, just about. And you know he's he's kind of a funny guy and a joker, and I'm thinking, oh, he set up a stuffed animal or something. I don't, you know, so I I glance over there and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, sure enough, there's a squirrel on top of the treadmill. And I'm thinking, okay, sure, that's he's playing some kind of joke. And then I look at it and I say, man, that that looks like a that's a real squirrel. Where did he get that? A real looking squirrel. And I, I go in there and uh, sure enough, it's a real live squirrel. That had been in our house potentially for days. We we discovered uh, you know scratch marks in various parts of the house by windows and things, uh, which uh, which um, you know clearly the squirrel was trying to get out. And my first thought was, uh, well, I I better try to feed it. Maybe maybe it's hungry. So I go and get a carrot. This is why we have five cats in the house, uh, all of whom came from outside. 
just showed up at the door. Now they live here. Um, and uh, my wife was not too happy that my first thought was to feed the squirrel. The the squirrel did not want the uh, carrot, so I eventually got a, a broom and opened up the uh, sliding glass door, and uh, and it was uh, uh, very happy to be uh, directed out uh, into the into the yard, where I assume it's living a happy life, perhaps running a, a poetry reading that caters to other squirrels. I'm not sure. Anyway, that's my experience with squirrels. Feel free to tell us yours when you call in. The number to call in, by the way, is area code 646-716-7362. Um, that's it. Um, our next caller is from the 520 area code. Hello, 520. Hello there. This is Maggie Westland. Hey, Maggie. How are you? Long time no talk. I'm good. I moved to Arizona, so that's why you've got 520. <laughs> Well, that that clears up the mystery. Yes. I've missed being online, and I've been writing again. So That's shall great. I How's it, what, well, what, what, how did you, uh, what brought you to Arizona? Oh, my daughter and her family, her my grandkids. <laughs> Always. Family trumps everything. Family. There you go. Right. Uh, Mom, yes. Dad, we're moving, and you're coming with us. I get it. Right. <laughs> anyway, I was just listening to your previous poet talking about the death of his parents, and I'm going to read a poem because I like the sequence. Uh, it was from a prompt about what would it have been like if you didn't have cars when you were born, if they hadn't been invented yet. And I remembered that both of my grandparents, my grandfathers, were in, inexplicably, both of them were killed in automobile accidents before I was born or before I could know them. So I made my poem called mm. Inventing Grandfathers. Wow. From the prompt, What If There Were No Cars When I Was Born. So do you want to hear it? I do. <laughs> Please. Okay. Inventing Grandfathers. What if there were no cars when I was born? I'd know what grandpas are have had the chance to sit on laps old bones or touch white stubbled chins. Each Christmas would send special presents home to please the kids in them. I'd get a fire truck, toolkit, baseball bat, instead of frilly dresses meant for mass. Grandmas would have someone to hold their hands. Oh, that's amazing. It's, uh, what a sweet poem, Maggie. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. It's nice to be back. Yeah, so what, what uh, may I ask what city you've, you've arrived at in Arizona? I'm in Tucson. Tucson. Yes. Um, I know it from the Paul Simon song. Yeah. <laughs> Though I forget what song that is. I know he says Tucson, Arizona. That's a silly thing to say. Um, have you discovered a poetry don't, community Tucson, there? Tucson, Arizona, don't forget Winona. No, that's Flagstaff. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Route 66. That's Route 66. That's not, uh, that's I know. not the Paul Simon. I know. Anyway, do you have time for me to read another one? Are well, I want to um, – I, I asked, asked you a question about um, have you discovered a poetry community in uh, in Tucson? Yes. Yes, there's a very thriving poetry community here. There are multiple things to do, and uh, the University of Arizona has an amazing archive of poetry, for example, and they, they have a whole building that is nothing but poetry, and they hold poetry readings and poetry classes, and oddly enough, it's a library, but you can't take the books out. They make you go there to read them. <laughs> it's an <laughs> archive. It's 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 part of their... Um, I don't know, history department or, or something. So it's it's meant for research. It's the biggest research facility for poetry that I've, I'm aware of. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, because I know, you know, I I asked specifically because I you know I I haven't really thought about poetry in Tucson before, but I'm always curious as to as to you know you never know if someone else from Tucson happens to be listening who has no idea what else is going on in their own right. town. But in particular, I, I also ask because I I know you come from here in Southern Cal and. Which has a, 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 which as you know, has a th extraordinarily thriving poetry community, which you were a big part of, um, in particular in in your neck of the woods and then yeah. Ventura and, and that, et cetera. So I just wanted to make sure you, you there and wasn't the cobalt. Uh, you, I don't forget the cobalt. <laughs> oh, I remember that place. 
do. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff here. There, there's a section of downtown where there's all sorts of places that do poetry readings in bars and in restaurants, and um, I, there's there's a lot. It, it's plenty. It, it's different from California, but it's it's thriving. Believe me. So anybody that wants to come over here, they can find it. Cool. Well, in terms of reading a second one, do you, do you have something that's kind of short? Um, yeah, I do have a short one. It's called Survival Guide. Okay. Know where you are, and also directions by starlight. No language and gestures of palm and the calm between storms. Forget all manner of manners and rules except road signs. Savor old sighs that resemble the comfort of babies in arms. Remember your name and the name of the streetcar that takes you back home to the place you were born and reborn. Take care and abandon all worn-out instructions and sneakers. Take a chance on tomorrows and races that cannot be won. Very nice. As always. Well, Maggie, it's great to hear your voice. I'm glad you're doing well in your new place. And how long have you been in uh, in Tucson, by the way? Almost two and a half years. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. So you're you're used to it by now, I should say. I am, I am, and I really love it here. Cool. Well, we're we're still holding the candle for you here in Southern Cal. You should know. Uh, okay. And on the thanks internet. very much. <laughs> All right. Talk to you again sometime. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Maggie Westland, newly from Tucson, Arizona. Um, uh, not only someone I knew from from uh, here in Southern Cal. Uh, where she lived uh, not too long ago, uh, but uh, but a, a participant in Poetry Superhighway stuff. Maggie was a winner and judge of past Poetry Superhighway Live contests, uh, so um, she's she's a legacy here at Poetry Superhighway. You can be too. Anyone can be a legacy. You just have to show up. You know what I'm saying? It's not that hard to get in, uh, but a wonderful writer. Good to hear your voice again. Maggie. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in for you to read poetry here live to our potential audience of billions of people, uh, anyone with an internet connection can tune in. That's like at least 600 people, I think. So uh, be brave. Call in and read your poem. Tell us about your new book of poetry. Tell us about a reading that you run. Tell, tell us about your poetry contest, uh, uh, whatever you'd like, uh, your website. Um, it's all about uh, exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. The number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. This is Michael in Birmingham. How are you doing? Hey, Michael. I'm good. How are you? I'm staying busy. May I offer a quick suggestion, uh, constructive comment? Sure. On the format of the show, the form, on the format of the show, would you rather maybe I, uh, not? You you can offer any suggestion you want, uh, Michael. I can't promise okay. I'm going to. Uh, oh no, implement I understand it, that. Let's hear it. And, and, I, and I know that you had to say the things that you say, but I noticed that about the first ten minutes of the show, at least maybe twelve, is info. You know, that's information. And I know that's important. But couldn't that also be on the website at otherwise, and maybe the, the poetry could begin like maybe five minutes after the hour instead of maybe 10 or 15 after the hour? It certainly it, it's could. It's just a comment. Was that? It certainly could, but, uh, you know, it's important information, and uh, and so for people who listening who might not be on the website or might have never been on the website, uh, I'd I think it's important to uh, you know the, the part half of what we do on the show is allow people to share info about poetry and poetry opportunities and um, and uh, and so I like to open up the show letting people know what that is and and also um, I've I've noticed that people tend to tune in a little bit later I don't always have that many listeners or callers right at the beginning of the show so um, this provides a buffer which allows people to kind of get on board and. Um, and uh, and 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 ease you know uh, 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 start listening to the show when they they might not be there yet so um, so that it's, it's twofold the purposes of doing that I thank you very much for tuning in right away at the beginning um, and I'm sorry if uh, 
you're finding the information not as useful or interesting and you want to get right to the poetry um uh, which i which i totally understand but um it's uh, uh we're probably not going to make that that change um at this point okay what well, uh, uh the first caller read about the passing of his parents and i think that's happened before with that same caller so i think this is timely uh, I, what I like about May is uh, May is Mother's Day, and then on the 18th uh, is the uh, anniversary of my mother's uh, birth. And so uh, what I've written today, it used to be called The Heart Does Go On, which is a reference to the Celine Dion song, which is the theme from the Titanic movie. And my mother used to love that movie for that song because she believed in that and also for that last scene, which is visionary. So this used to be titled The Heart Does Go On. Then I thought, well, be a little more creative with it. And it came to The Heart Does Not Go Down With the Ship. Bodies estranged, yet the heart and soul keep in unison. Funerals pretend the end, but there is no ending. Exit to enter, not to enter. Murmurs, not mummies. Even topsy-turvy, M-O-M, continues W-O-W. Mom continues, wow. Moms over moms. Up and ran off with an outlaw, the one and only who broke the law of mortality. Eloping from her hospice bed, a launching pad for the miracle lift. Into your hands, there is no reaper to fear, only the savior of your opera. From maternity to eternity, the heart is not earthbound. Her joy continues to rhythm and rhyme with her boy. I am her strong torch song. We come to the Father by way of the Son, but there is no Son without the Mother. Ruth's Son Song, from the one breast, you will always hear our voice through the night, hearing with the ear straight from the heart. I am with you always, her voice safe surround sounds me on earth as it is in heaven. Catch the wind but they'll never catch the breath of us because you won't find the living looking among the dead. The Lord's kingdom is not of this world. I find her expecting me there, too, in the nursery of our Father, the law without a by. In the nursery of our Father, the law without a Bye. Great, Michael. Thank you for sharing that. Um, good to know that. Uh, I don't know if you, if you were planning on reading that or if you, if you picked it because of the uh, what Alex read earlier about his his parents. Um, uh, no, it was he's serendipitous. From Canada. I, I, it was serendipitous. I, I planned on reading this particular poem this okay. very day. So, uh, serendipity, uh, poetic coincidence. Interesting, I, I you know how much of a coincidence, a relevant coincidence this is. But uh, Celine Dion is of course Canadian, and Alex, who read that first poem, is also from Canada. Um, so uh, it's these small connections, I think, which are fascinating. But um, very cool, serendipity. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that she's a Canadian because uh, yeah, I, I do like the connection there, the, uh, and the word relative that you use relative, because we look at the word relative related. The yes. Hello, you there? I sure am. Okay, I, I got a slight interruption. Well, look, I know you have other callers, and I hope you didn't mind me mentioning that observation, but I just mentioned it because, well, maybe that's why some people don't tune in to a little later because the first is like, you know, um, um, the information, which is important. I'm not uh, saying that. And, you know, sometimes it is relative to what I need to hear. Uh, like when you have calls for submissions, et cetera. I just didn't know if you'd ever uh, observed that or if it had ever been brought to your attention. 
Uh, it so hasn't, it but I'll good. keep it in mind, and thank you. Yeah, maybe you can streamline it down to maybe half the amount of time. And also, uh, well, it was good speaking with you today in, in celebration of, of my mother, and also uh, I hope to speak to When's the show next month? June 18th. All right, then. Open reading? Yep. I hope to listen and to participate. You have a good month. Thanks. You too, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Good to hear your voice. As always, uh, Michael calls in almost every month and uh, and shares his work and thoughts with us. Um, yeah, I guess, you know what, if if a lot of people don't want to hear the information I have to tell you at the beginning, I I could streamline it and not give it to you. I just figure uh, you know, very often at the very beginning of the show, um, uh, I think I started doing it because it, it took people a while to – for, for the callers to come along, so uh, that's why I, you know, wanted to fill that time. And it's relevant information to poetry, etc. This is one of the avenues which we which we uh, give news to uh, folks about uh, about what's going on in poetry. And since half of our callers, uh, uh, it's not just reading a poem; it's, it's you giving news about what's going on in your world. That really happens throughout the whole whole show. Uh, so, um, and I, I don't think we want to give that up. We want people to be able to share as much information about what's going on in poetry as possible. So, all right. Um, we're going to get to our next caller in a minute. Um, we've got a, a good chunk of time, so if you want to call in and read a poem, uh, the number is 646-716-7362. As I mentioned earlier, um, and as we do at the uh, half-hour mark of the show every month, as long as we have something new, I try to uh, play a spoken word track. Um, I received, uh, I put out a call for submissions in the Poetry Superhighway newsletter, um, not too or yesterday actually, and I received a, a few submissions, and so I'm going to play a short track. This is a live piece from um, from Bill Yarrow. Um, Bill, um, I'm not sure where Bill's from. Doesn't mention that in his email, but um, he sent me a few tracks. This this is a live track. Um, it's from uh, his book, The Vig of Love, from Glass Lear Press. Came out last year, and this is the poem. The Basement of Desire. Uh, this one is called The Basement of Desire. Sooner or later, you realize that all the leftover wood you've been saving, all the scraps of PVC pipe in the utility closet, all the plumbing nuggets you've squirreled away, all the used sandpaper, loose roofing nails, railroad spikes, iron filings, copper battery caps, coils of solder, cylinders of tin, carrots of glue, single hinges, tubs of bulbs, nylon cord, bladeless hacksaws, rusted caulk guns, bent nails, blunt screws, broken hammers, brittle gaskets, sleeves of galvanized washers, leftover shims, insulation kits, cans of mineral spirits, screen door hardware, drawers of squeeze nozzles, noxious solvents, the whole haberdashery of plastic pieces sheathing connectors and containers is just a metaphor of shifting meaning representing sequentially and recursively your childhood, your body, your marriage, and your mind. <laughs> right, that was the uh, spoken word track, The Basement of Desire, from... Uh, from uh, Bill Yarrow, who I just looked up while uh, while this track was playing. He's from Lincolnwood, Illinois, um, and I am uh, uh, loading up a map even as we speak to give you uh, a better idea of where that is in case you are not from uh, Illinois. It looks like it's in the Chicago area. It's a suburb of Chicago, Lincolnwood, Illinois. Uh, Bill is a um, professor of English at Joliet Junior College in uh, in that area, and that particular piece that he just read um, is uh, from the book The Vig of Love from Glass Lear Press in 2016. He's got a few other books out. Blasphemer came out in 2015 on Litfest Press, um, and uh, this is kind of interesting. The Lice of Christ from Mad Hat Press 2014, and uh, my new favorite press name uh, in 2000. 11, uh, Bill had a book out called 14 from Naked Mannequin Press. Those are my favorite kinds of mannequins, really. Um, You can uh, find out more from Bill at his uh, website, which is Bill Yarrow, 
www.wordpress.com. It's B-I-L-L-Y-A-R-R-O-W. So thanks, Bill, for sending in some uh, spoken word pieces, uh, tracks for us to listen to. Um, and again, we'd like to echo that uh, call for submissions for you. If you've got an, uh, a spoken word track, now uh, I differentiate this from you just calling in and reading a poem. So this has to be a recording. It's either a live recording where the, where the interaction and reaction of the audience is what um, creates the extra element, which makes it something different from you just calling in and reading a poem on the show, because of course anyone can just call in and read a poem. Um, or it's something that you've mixed with sounds and music. Um, uh, maybe it's a more studio quality recording. It doesn't have to be super professional. Um, it's just something that where you've augmented the reading of the poem with something else, sound effects, music, um, etc. Or, like I said, um, it could be a live track as well. Um, you can listen to last po- listen to uh, previous poetry superhighway live shows if you're interested to see other examples of uh of spoken word tracks that we've played i actually have a whole spoken word album that i just put out um uh, last year it's called rick looper live and dead uh go to my website poetrysuperhighway.com and you'll see it uh, uh right there near the top and it uh, features 25 tracks about half of those are, are studio tracks those are um, just as i described uh, mixed with sounds and music recorded with a studio microphone um, that sound, I think, pretty cool. Um, and the other half are live tracks, which are uh, pieces that were recorded at various open mics uh, uh, around uh, Southern California. Actually, a few in uh, Wisconsin now that I think about it. Uh, I spend some time there every year. Um, you can you can buy it digitally if you're interested. Um, get get the whole thing MP3s. You can buy the tracks individually. Um, or you can get a physical copy of the CD uh, as well. Um, hey, as long as I'm tooting my own horn, I might as well mention that I've, I've, uh, I've got these three new poetry books out, which came out in December on Rothko Press, three travel poetry books, Professor Clown on Parade, uh, one which was written in uh, Vermont a couple of summers ago um, about being there, uh, the book Romancing the Blarney Stone, written in uh, Ireland a couple of summers ago, and uh, written last summer, the book Donut Famine, written in New Orleans last summer. So all three of those books just came out in December. Um, they're all available individually um, everywhere. Fine books are sold, Amazon, etc. Uh, but if you buy all three of them directly from my website, I will actually just give not only give you a big discount on buying all three, but I will give you for free um, the entire spoken word CD. Uh, so you'll, you can either get the physical CD or a digital download your choice. So that special is right on my website as well if you're interested. But there I go talking about myself, which I didn't really intend to do. Um, but I fall into that trap so easily. I want you to call in and talk about yourselves, uh, ladies and gentlemen. we got about uh, 18 minutes left in the show. The number is 646-716-7362. Thank you, Bill Yarrow, for sending in those uh, of the spoken word tracks that you did, um, and we might be able to play more in the future. Um, check him out on the web. Again, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 805 area code. Hello. Hi. Hi. This is, Ginny Mar- this is Virginia Mariposa Dale of the Poetry Zone. Oh, well, hello, Virginia. How are you? I'm glad you figured out how to call in. I'm good. Well, I saw the phone number. <laughs> That's just how it works. Uh, anyway. Tell me uh, what city you're Pardon me? Tell me what city hello? you're calling from. I I. Did you? Could you repeat that? Yes. Uh, what What city are you calling from? Santa Barbara, where you Santa are Barbara. going to be giving a reading uh, on June 11th at the Carpellis Manuscript it. Museum. You are giving a reading for us at the Carpellis Manuscript Museum, 21 West Anapamu, on June 11th, Sunday, June 11th. Rick Lupert will be with us in Santa Barbara. I'm very excited about that. I can't wait. I just thought I'd advertise it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a good idea. You never know how many people from Southern California or Santa Barbara or somewhere between L.A. and Santa Barbara are listening or now putting that on their calendar as the event of the century. 
It is. I mean, this is their big chance. And we are it's writing fine. poems about the museum. I mean, we're actually writing poems that they're going to frame and put on the wall in the museum. So you have a chance, a chance to have your poem on a fabulous museum's wall. It's really incredible in there. Um, wow, that's... Yeah, I love. I, I love that uh, at museums and art galleries because I always feel when when I'm the invited guest, I'm therefore entitled to take any painting I want home. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you're going to be, anyway, you're going to love this museum. It's got an actual life-size dinosaur in there, among other things. Many manuscripts. Really? Uh, it's a copy of the Magna Carta, the Declaration of Independence, Sojourner Truth, Ain't I a Woman. I've got them talking to each other in my poem. <laughs> That's amazing. I've not, yeah, I have not been to this museum, and I'm very the way it's it's not just an art museum. It's a it's a natural history museum and a and a it history a museum manus- as well. No, no, no. It's a manuscript. It's ma- old manuscripts that they have gone around and bought because they think that the written word is fading and important. So to make it to highlight its importance, they've um, they've built eight museums throughout the country. And they're just manuscripts that they they do have art also on the walls, and they had the Apollo uh, space suit. <laughs> I mean, they have inc- it's an incredible museum. Anything germane to the history of the world uh, can pass through this museum, and some things are in permanence, of course. Wow. Well, I'm I'm excited to see the dinosaur uh, for sure. <laughs> You, you can't miss the dinosaur. Anyway, the manuscripts are pretty awesome too. And um, gee, I, and I know you want a short poem. I have humorous poems. I have political poems. I have a really short poem about my yeah, well, mother. It does, like, you know, it's it doesn't have to be a short poem. I um, I asked uh, our previous caller to do a short one because she was doing a second one. So I don't typically um, allow a second poem. So I, it could be any length of poem. Uh, but you know, if you want to do a second one, that would be a, it would have to be a short one. So whatever okay, you well, would like can... to share with us, uh, go for it. Okay. Well, I wrote this one back in 2007. It's a little outdated, but considering uh, North Korea is close to developing uh, a missile with the capacity to deliver a small nuclear warhead to the United States, yes, it's true. They just delivered one to uh, Seoul in Korea. Not, the Koreans were not happy. Just a missile, no warhead in it yet. But anyway, they do have a crazy dictator there, of course. Totally, totally, you know, crazy. So I've written yeah. one called Shriek in the Allen Ginsberg tradition. Not quite up to Allen Ginsberg standards, but here goes. This bankrupt country run by a stone-faced madman as he stampedes through Baghdad, devouring souls like shish kebabs, while his trigger-happy henchmen skewer whole generations with uranium. Let them eat yellow cake, his power lust unbridled, while he hurls biblical epitaphs at the cross-legged mullahs and abducted Tehran, the blood of his countrymen, Pools and stagnates while he ignites yet another dirty bomb with a crazed look of sleepless pleasure that the prophet Allen Ginsberg would have recognized. The planet spins another dizzying revolution while the gangrenous prophets wide-eyed on crack cocaine, whatever chemical substance, and yes, there's oil money that gets you high. The tortured minions heave and thrust Sweat sustained by blood lust. Just one more smart bomb, a turn of the screw between Arab and Jew until the round up, wound up world spins havoc like a drunken president while saints and sinners shriek and jive, go down in flames. Give the high five. Who on earth will be alive when they let the all-consuming nuclear fart and call it high art? while the professors genuflect and shrive, wearing their finely finely wrought theses to hell. Angels laugh and titillate, their their platoons heave, ululate, 
curse their gods, wonder aloud who was responsible for the fate of the green and blue planet. Poor lovely orb, spinning, spinning, spinning in the exponential universe, while Jesus and Muhammad hold hands with Mary Magdalene, Hadisha, and Fatima, skipping out a hip-hop beat. They never meant to generate such heat. Just an enlightened celestial crew, wondering what happened to their message of brotherly, sisterly love, of peace and redemption. Why bother to hang on a cross for three days when it doesn't matter anyway? when you're just going to be used by lesser minds to try to bind man and womankind to a fate no prophet worth his silver words ever had in mind. That's it. Wow, Virginia, that was uh, that was stellar. Uh, very cool. Um frightening time to be to be uh, living in. I just uh I just uh, my wife and I are heading to uh, Seattle this summer for vacation, Portland and Seattle. And um, it, it, shortly after we planned this trip, I just saw in the news that Seattle is the closest city to North Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. They're aiming. They've, they're going to develop one that will go as far as Seattle. They're talking about Guam right now. But anyway, you know, there is other stuff in the news that obliterates it. But really, this is the number one issue of the day it's nuclear nuclear bombs and you know uh, right. if you've read Rachel Carson's Soylent Green uh, nuclear winters don't allow anything to grow nobody survives a nuclear bomb people think oh well it's just a little bomb no <laughs> it fries the earth I mean anyway but I don't want to be pessimistic I could read a humorous one but I you know <laughs> I'll do. I'll save yeah, that for the poetry zone. Well, we. Uh, if you want to do another short one, uh, I'd say go for it. Okay, I'll do a short, sweet one. This was for Mother's Day. My mother gave. My mother offers me a red ripe apple, round, succulent, and sweet, just as she offered me her young woman's breast, her firstborn, her first gift. The apple nourishes me, just as her sweet love nourished me. Never asking, always giving. Hmm. Sweet. Yes, Mother Virginia. Do you, do you have Do you have a uh, uh, and fits in with the uh, the theme that started the show? Uh, uh, we had a, a gentleman. I don't know if you were listening yet, but uh, our first caller read a poem for his parents, and then another. Uh, a, Previous caller uh, also uh, picked up on that theme as well, so um, it's it's the unofficial theme of the day. I guess so. It must still be Mother's Day <laughs> or Parents' Day. That's includes Could fathers be. too. Right? We're we're close to Father's Day. We are indeed. We are indeed. That's in fact our next Poetry Superhighway Live show is on Father's Day, June eighteenth which I uh, was hesitant to schedule for that day, uh, having a child, but um, I, I guess we'll just do brunch early uh, so that way I could get back and, and do the show because there wasn't any other available dates. So, uh, do, do you have a website or anything people can check out if they want to see more of your work? Um, not a poetry website. I do have an art website. <laughs> um, Go for it. Uh, www.rebelheartart.com as in rebel, rebel heart you know yes. com. but um, yeah I, I'm more of a poet than an artist <laughs> well they uh, uh, you know uh, po- poetry is an art so uh, it's, uh, it's it all goes hand in hand um, well, Virginia, I'm very much looking forward to meeting you next month, and I'm I'm so excited that you call in and read uh, poems for us today. Oh, I'm thrilled to talk to you because now I'm getting a feeling of you know of your mellifluous, sweet voice. What a sweet, first kind person you are. I'm really, yeah, we're gonna have a great time. <laughs> Plus, we have to get our manuscript on the wall. I mean, our poem on the wall of the Carpellis Manuscript Museum, which is just awesome. 21 West Anapamu in Santa Barbara, folks. Check it out. <laughs> June uh, 11th at 2 p.m. Rick will be there. I, pers- 
I personally will be there. It's going to be me, you, and a dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be a menage a trois. (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway, thank you for for hosting this cool superhighway, poetry superhighway. I mean, I had no idea how it would work, but it's fun. And poetry should be fun. I still don't know how it works. It should be. (laughs) All right, well, Virginia, see you soon, and thanks for calling in. Oh, my pleasure, and I can't wait to, wait to meet you on June 11th. Likewise. All right, that was uh, Virginia calling from uh, Virginia Mariposa Dale calling from Santa Barbara, California, uh, uh, who was so nice to invite me to read there uh, next month. I'm really looking forward to driving up to Santa Barbara to to read and um, and to meet people and to see this amazing space that she's talking about a museum full of manuscripts and dinosaurs. Uh, finally, the two together. Um, we've all been waiting for this uh, to happen. There were, there were no manuscripts during the actual dinosaur time. Really, it was the dinosaurs who've been waiting longer than anyone for, for manuscripts, etc. So, all right, well, we have a few minutes. I'm, I'm not sure if you want to call in right now. We can, we can get you on the air and get, get a short poem in. Number 646-716-7362. Otherwise, um, I will just mention that our next show, as I've uh, stated, is on Sunday, June 18th. That is uh, Father's Day, so uh, that doesn't necessarily need to be the theme of the day, but but it certainly could be if you you have poems uh, that fit uh, fit the day that it is. So it's Sunday, June 18th um, at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern time. And that's all the math I'm willing to do for you. So uh, you figure it out. Uh, otherwise, um, set your clock. Uh, and and the, the event is already up on the Blog Talk Radio page. So you can get reminders of the time in your own time zone if you don't feel like doing time zone math. Um, and as I mentioned also at the beginning of the show, we, um, are, we are eagerly accepting uh, donations uh, from people who are interested in being sponsors of the summer Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. It's our 20th annual contest. Our goal is to give every single person a prize just for entering. Uh, you can enter the contest with a with 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 a minimum of one poem. It's only a dollar per poem to enter. You can enter as many as you want. Uh, the contest isn't open for entries yet, but just to let you know that it's a pretty accessible contest. Um, uh, and as we've done in the past, we've been able to give every single person a prize just for entering, thanks to the generosity of our many sponsors. Um, all of the info on how to sponsor and what you're required to do and what you get for being a sponsor is on the Poetry Superhighway website at poetrysuperhighway.com um, there, uh, or slash PSH if you want to go right to it. Otherwise, click on the Poetry Superhighway banner on the right side of the page when you get when you get there. You, you're probably aware we publish two poets online every single week, Poets of the Week. This week, the week of May 22nd through 28th, um, our poets are Doug Elson from Shaplow, Ontario, Canada, and Jim Bobway from Encinitas, California. Um, we've published poets uh, every week for the last 21 years. Um, this or wait, this is our 20th year. That's right. This is our 20th year. Um, it'll be 21 at the end of the year. Um, <clears throat> there, that's me doing more math for you. And you can read um, every poet we've ever published online just by uh, clicking on the poetry menu, and then it says Past Poets Archive, and you can see them by year. Uh, we started in the year um, 1997, where our very first poet was Alex Papa Nicolopoulos. Um, and uh, we've I published one poet a, a week for the first couple of weeks, and then uh, very quickly because I realized I was getting so many submissions right from the beginning, I moved to two poets of the week, and I've been doing that ever since uh, since 1997. So there you go. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rick Lupert. Our next show is June 18th. Um, thank you so much to uh, Alex from Salt Saint Marie, Canada, for calling in and reading the poem. Thanks to Maggie Westland from Tucson, Arizona. A, a recent a recent dish transplant from Southern California, um, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, for uh, as always calling in and offering suggestions, um, and uh, uh, thank you to Bill Yarrow for sending uh, spoken word tracks that we could choose from to play as well. Really enjoyed your piece, um, "The Basement of Desire," uh, live recording. Send in your MP3 tracks, people. We want to play yours next time. And thanks uh, again to Virginia. Mariposa Dale, um, who just called in from Santa Barbara, California. We'll talk to you next month. Have a good one.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.